Welcome to today's episode on Glue to the Game. My name is Spencer and I'm your host. Hope you're having a terrific day today wherever and whenever you're listening to this episode. Today, I'll be previewing the upcoming 2022 NFL season that is just days away. As always, I'm incredibly excited for this new season and the offseason was pretty eventful. I mean, we had a really fun draft, a few blockbuster trades, and some guys signed monster contracts. Uh, In regards to this episode, I'll be going through all eight divisions, team by team. I'll have my predictions for each division in terms of standings. And at the very end, I'll have my predictions for awards as well as the Super Bowl winners. Without further ado, let's dive right in. Starting off in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are going to lead the offense once again. I mean, Josh Allen easily a top three quarterback in the league he's just so dynamic uh his arm strength his accuracy they're really otherworldly the team as a whole i think is going to be better than last year they brought in von miller on a huge contract so that will really reinforce that linebacker spot they also brought in tight end and oj howard from the old bucks tight end he should be able to compete for the tight end one spot with Dawson Knox. And they also drafted James Cook, who's the brother of Dalvin Cook from Georgia. The defense of the Bills still is elite. I mean, that secondary led by Tredavious White is a top five unit. And they also drafted Kyrie Elam out of Florida in the first round. He is a cornerback who should slot in very nicely into that group. However, they did lose two guys in Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, who were pretty pivotal in the wide receiving in the receiving game. But that does mean, on the flip side, Gabriel Davis will have an opportunity to shine by climbing that depth chart. They also got rid of some of the older guys on the defensive front and brought in some younger guys. So that should really just help with the overall dynamic of the group. You know, overall, this Bills team, I think, is really a top five team in the league i mean i think most people would agree with that they just really are so talented on both sides of the ball and especially in a division like the afc east where they should be able to be very dominant all season long i don't think that they will find much trouble and they should be able to win a lot of games this season next up the miami dolphins now the main talking point is clearly the blockbuster trade that landed them tyree kill from the kansas city chiefs Mike McDaniel is their new head coach. He's the old uh, 49ers offensive coordinator. They also brought in Teron Armstead to bolster that offensive line. And really, with the additions of guys like Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, that Dolphins run game should improve. I mean, they also, like I mentioned, worked a little bit on that O-line. So I think this offense is really going to take a step further from where they were last season. And I know people have been talking bad about Tua Tagovailoa, but I still think that he is going to just improve year after year. And we saw, we saw some early signs of growth last season. I think he can really elevate his game by finding a true number one receiver in Tyreek Hill, who has so much speed. I mean, especially when you pair Tyreek Hill as wide receiver one, next to Jalen Waddell at wide receiver two. I mean, you have a lethal combo that is not only extremely fast, but should excel in yards after catch. However, on the downside of things, that lawsuit with Brian Flores and the team really just was pretty messy in general. Give a bad look on the team, but I think that that's in the past now. They're looking forward to this upcoming season. Um, The defense didn't really change much, so they should be as solid as they were last year but overall i think this dolphins team i mean like i said tyree kill is a top 10 receiver in the league so that's really going to help Tua with the passing game and this offense should be able to thrive off of that new addition moving on to the new york jets now they had a really good draft i mean they had a bunch of picks in the first round uh, they picked up sauce gardner from cincinnati 
Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State, and Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. So, you know, general manager Joe Douglas is really trying to build something around Zach Wilson. But, unfortunately, I don't think that this team will be able to succeed as much as they want to. I mean, really, it, it's going. the season is going to come down to Zach Wilson. And especially after, you know, what happened with his, I believe it was his mom or his mom's friends in the offseason, you know, that it's not really a scandal, but that big story. I mean, it kind of just kind of just conveys the kind of distractions that Zach Wilson is prone to. And I know that it wasn't during the season, but that's just the kind of young guy that he is. I just don't think he's mature enough as a quarterback in the NFL to lead a team to the playoffs, especially not a team like the Jets. Their linebacker group needs a lot of work. I know that Coach Sala uh, has been doing, uh, has been working on that, but they just aren't polished enough. And their pass coverage in general last year was pretty atrocious. So, I mean, I don't really rate the Jets highly. I don't think they have a good chance uh, of making the playoffs at all. Um, Zach Wilson is just, he hasn't really established himself as a, a decent quarterback in the league yet. And I think this year will be, a developing year and they're just continuing the rebuild but i will say their future is getting brighter and brighter next up is the new england patriots now their biggest loss this offseason was jc jackson their cornerback who went down to la with the chargers and of course their offensive coordinator josh mcdaniels who's now the head coach of the las vegas raiders however mac jones did pick up a brand new weapon in Devontae parker so now he has a wide receiver one who's been in the league for years now, who has played the role at wide receiver one in a team in the Dolphins with a guy like Ryan Tannehill in the past. I mean, just like the Jets, it's really down to the QB now. It's really the Mac Jones show. But I will say that the Patriots offense has a lot more deadly guys compared to the Jets. I mean, now you've got Devontae Parker, put that together with Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, and you know, Mac Jones does have the guys around him that it takes to succeed on offense. I mean, that defense last year was stellar, and they will still be among the top half of the league this year, but Mac Jones showed a lot of weakness last year. Um, There were some times where he just looked very inexperienced, and there were other times where he just looked like he's been in the league for years by making crazy plays, great decisions, but yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, this this probably applies to a good portion of the younger teams in the league, but, you know, the Patriots, I guess, are still in a rebuilding mode right now, and there's a lot of pressure on Mac Jones. I do think he will deliver at some points in the season, but there will be other times he will fall short. So in conclusion, my predictions for the AFC East in first place, winning the division, the Buffalo Bills. In second place, the Miami Dolphins. In third place, the New England Patriots. And in last place, the New York Jets. Next up is the AFC North. Starting off with the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, really, this team has basically a limitless ceiling. It really obviously just is winning a Super Bowl because they managed to reach the Super Bowl and play a competitive game after going 2-14 the season before. They really fortified their O-line this offseason, and that was a main focus that they had to address. Joe Burrow was sacked way too many times last season, and that really hindered their ability to thrive offensively and maximize their guys on that side of the ball. They brought in Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras, three guys who have so much experience in this league and three guys who will make an instant impact. Not only will these additions protect Joe Burrow, this should also benefit Joe Mixon in the running game, especially because last year there were some times where that O-line just could not create enough space, they could not open enough gaps for him, and as a result, he struggled. Still, both sides of the ball in Cincinnati are very, very good. You have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd on offense, and, you know, I want to talk about Jamar Chase real quick. Last season was unbelievable. I mean, watching them two on the field together was truly a blessing. I mean, it was almost like art at some points because the way that them 
to I mean obviously they had that connection from LSU but the way that they were able to translate that onto the NFL stage was mesmerizing to watch and I think that they will be able to replicate last season's success to this season next up is the Cleveland Browns now the big move for Deshaun Watson um my thoughts about it I it's not a terrible move especially because they have experimented with Baker Mayfield for a few years now but obviously he does have the legal issues so he won't be able to play until January and what that means is that Jacoby Brissett will likely be the starter and will likely be QB1 for the first what 10 12 weeks of the season which is not a great thing especially because he has not been very good in Indianapolis in the last few years uh, they did bring in Amari Cooper but they traded I think it was what fifth and sixth round pick so they don't really I mean obviously there's some upside to him but he is nowhere near the wide receiver he was a few years ago with the Raiders um yeah I mean they still have guys like Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, uh, Denzel Ward who will be stars on this team uh, the defense does have high expectations but when you have a guy like Jacoby Brissett under center, it's going to be difficult to compete with a guy like Lamar Jackson. I, I don't mean to undermine the success that they have achieved in the last year or two, but Jacoby Brissett is... There's really... I just think Jacoby Brissett is one of those older guys who is just not deserving of being a starting quarterback on an NFL team anymore. But at this point, the Browns are just going to have to see what he offers them and see how he plays. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they did lose Hollywood Brown in a trade to the Cardinals. I think that was on draft night, if I'm not mistaken. But they did bring in Marcus, Sa Marcus Williams at safety. They also had an excellent draft, bringing in Tyler Linderbaum at center the guy from Iowa and they also drafted Kyle Hamilton at safety out of Notre Dame they really needed to improve their O-line after a franchise record 57 sacks allowed last year and hopefully a guy like Linderbaum can really fortify that center of the line um, J.K. Dobbins health is still a question I mean I think the last report I read he's still questionable for week one and that's just really unfortunate I mean I remember when he got drafted out of Ohio State I was very high on him, and man, I'm just waiting for him to be healthy, for him to play a full season, for him to really show off his true potential, but I don't know if this season is a year. He's injured again as of right now, and yeah, that backfield situation is a little bit of a mess, but hopefully they'll be able to manage things. Uh, Mark Andrews should lead the passing attack, as always, one of the best tight ends in the league, and um, yeah, Lamar Jackson up to him how far can they take how far can he take this Ravens team he's gotten them all the way to the AFC championship game before 14 and 2 just a couple years ago can they replicate that we'll find out the Pittsburgh Steelers the last team in the division to close it out um yeah I mean they're really exploring uncharted territory first season in what like 19 years I think without Ben Roethlisberger um and it's going to be an experiment, I'd say, because you have a battle between Mitch Trubisky, a former first-round draft pick who did not have a great start to his career with the Bears, and then you have Kenny Pickett, who they drafted out of Pitt uh, in the first round this season. So there's a good battle up there. Uh, that wide receiving, that wide receiver room did get shaken up a bit. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington. Uh, and Ray Ray McLeod, but they did draft George Pickens, so hopefully um, he has a solid start to his career. Uh, Najee Harris, he's still a promising star in the league, one of the best backs. And um, yeah, they still have the all-pro guys on defense, but success will be hard to find without an elite quarterback in a stacked division. Mitch Trubisky is, I mean, I just don't think he has enough game time and he does, his skill set is just not competitive enough when you're going up against guys like, like I said, Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. Kenny Pickett, I haven't seen much 
on him. I don't know how he did in preseason, but I feel like he has the higher ceiling in the quarterback job. I'm hoping Kenny Pickett gets a shot to start because I like the guy. He seems like a nice guy, and I did follow him pretty closely when he played at Pitt. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Steelers, it, it's going to be a little bit of a mystery to start off the season, but we'll see how they do. My predictions for the AFC North, in first place, the Cincinnati Bengals. In second place, the Baltimore Ravens. In third place, the Cleveland Browns. And in fourth place, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Moving on to the AFC South with the Indianapolis Colts kicking us off. Now, another team that has new quarterback starting under center. Matt Ryan traded from the Falcons, and they traded Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. They also brought in Stephon Gilmore, the former All-Pro cornerback from the Patriots. But, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to shine again uh, in the backfield with that impressive O-line of Indianapolis, and they are going to have to answer some questions in the passing game because Michael Pittman is obviously the clear number one guy, but there's not much depth behind him it's really kind of lower level guys who have kind of hovered around the practice squad so I don't know I don't know if Matt Ryan will be able to 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 win games without proven guys in the passing game and Jonathan Taylor is obviously going to do as much as he can but there is a point where you can't always run the ball you know um, the, the Colts defense is really, really good, but they just don't have enough firepower as a team, I think, compared to the other AFC playoff teams. Next up is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They brought in Christian Kirk from the Cardinals. I think it was a fat contract. I, I believe it was an overpay, is what most people say. Um, they also brought in Evan Engram from the Giants, Zay Jones from the Raiders, and Doug Peterson is their new head coach. Um, they did address their weak pass, ru pass rush with uh, Trayvon Walker, number one draft pick out of Georgia, and Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. So two bright guys. Um, you know, this team does have some pieces on offense and defense, but they're really, really young. Um, it, it's not going to be an overnight rebuild, and I think that the fan base, I think that the organization, I think that the players and the coaches understand that. Um, so I think that the record will definitely improve from last season. But I really, realistically speaking, they just won't be anywhere near playoff contention. The Houston Texans, um, I, I think this team is going to finish dead last in the NFL. They're going to have the worst record this season. Uh, Davis Mills is tasked with taking over a real rebuilding team, a team that has a fan base that is basically unwilling to support them. And, uh, yeah, things are not going very well in Texas for them right now. You know, Derek Stingley is a nice addition, but that secondary is still going to struggle with them. They have defensive woes in general that are going to persist throughout the season. And, I mean, can we talk about that run game right now? It is absolutely horrendous. I mean, I think the four guys competing for the starting job are Marlon Mack, Wash guy who's now in Houston after getting basically eradicated from Indianapolis because of the arrival of Jonathan Taylor. Damian Pierce, who's a rookie this year. I think he went to Florida. Rex Burkhead, who did have the role for a good part of last season. I mean, these are the guys competing for the number one spot, and that is not a good sign. Their run defense is just as bad, and, you know... I'm going to wish them the best, but Davis Mills um, is going to have a lot on his shoulders. But we'll see how he does with a team as bad as the Houston Texans. Lastly, in the AFC South, we have the Tennessee Titans. Now, Derrick Henry should thrive as usual, um, but A.J. Brown's departure def definitely, definitely hurts uh, Ryan Tannehill. Robert Woods is now the new uh, wide receiver number one. They also drafted Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. But if we're really evaluating the offensive performance, I think we have to take a look at Ryan Tannehill. Now, he was pretty good for the Titans in his first two years with the team, but last year was 
very, very average. I think he's going to need to put much better numbers. Uh, he's going to need to limit his interceptions because I have a feeling that Malik Willis will definitely challenge him in the latter half of the season. I think he's really going to feel that pressure if the performances are not up to par. Um, this Titans run game with Derrick Henry is is it's amazing. But especially looking at last year, Ryan Tannehill just was not as efficient. He just was not as... What's the word? He just didn't look as sharp as he has before. And so, you know, especially... They didn't completely re- rebuild their wide receiver room. But, you know, having a guy like Robert Woods who's coming off of a torn ACL injury, it might be difficult to put up some big numbers. So we'll see how Ryan Tannehill uh, plays this season, and we'll see if Malik Willis gets a shot as QB1. So my prediction for the AFC South, winning the division, the Indianapolis Colts, finishing second, the Tennessee Titans, in third, Jacksonville Jaguars, and coming last place, the Houston Texans. Now the last AFC division, and the most fun one, the most competitive one, I think this is easily the best division in the NFL. This is a division where, for being brutally honest, all four teams have a good shot at winning the division. It's really just that close. I know that you could talk about the Chiefs all day, but I just don't think that they are the Chiefs of 2018, 2019 anymore. I think that the Raiders are going to look very different. They're going to be something special, Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels on offense. Um, I think the Broncos with Russell Wilson, uh, they're going to be fun to watch. But anyways, let's start off with the Broncos here. Like I said, Russell Wilson, former Seahawks QB, former Super Bowl winner, now in Denver. And he believes that this team can win it all. And I admire his confidence, but I'm just not sold. They brought in Nathaniel Hackett as their new head coach. Former, I think it was the Packers offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. I can't remember. But um, yeah, I think they're just going to want to utilize a passing game more than ever now. That I mean, look at their wide receivers now. You've got Cortland Sutton, a healthy Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. They have a pretty good amount of depth right now. So I think Russell Wilson is going to fit right in. He's not going to have uh, to adjust too much. I mean, I did see him uh, in the offseason and during preseason. Or I don't remember if he played during preseason. But I did see him um, at like practice. I think there were some videos, and he did look pretty good. Uh, Javante Williams should get the opportunities to improve his game. He had a mediocre rookie season last year, but a lot of people think that he is primed for a really good breakout season. And um, I definitely agree with that. Uh, like I said, you know, Russell Wilson is now the star of the show. He's really the face of the franchise. And, you know, Broncos country. Let's ride. But I just, I don't see it. I'm sorry. I just, the defense is good. But I just think that the division is way too tough for a team like the Broncos who haven't really been able to be as competitive as they were with Peyton Manning. Next up is the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the main issue with this team last year was definitely not its offense. It was the defense, especially in the run game, especially that defensive line that was just terrible. They brought in Khalil Mack, former All-Pro, and J.C. Jackson. I mean, two of the best guys in their respective positions to a defense that was... I mean, I'm not saying their defense wasn't good last year, but to bring in two guys with reputations, with experience, with the skill set that they have, to Brandon Staley's unit, I mean, this defense, on paper, top three. I think Derwin James just signed a huge five-year extension or something like that. I mean, the offense, you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and of course, Justin Herbert. The offense was absolutely cooking last year, and they're going to do the exact same this year. 
Um, they did sign some defensive tackles in Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. They also brought in Kyle Van Noy and Troy Reeder uh, at the linebacker position. So, yeah, they really just wanted to focus on addressing their problems, and I think that they did a very good job with doing that. So, you know, I think that the Chargers are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I mean, I think Justin Herbert is going to have an MVP caliber season, and I think he's going to be up there in the conversation for a good portion of the season. They ultimately fell short last year, didn't even make the playoffs, but there were some mistakes that they made, and um, I think that we won't be able to see those kinds of close games um, and experience come to fault this season. So I think this is a, not necessarily a new-look Charger team, but definitely a new-look Charger defense that is going to make some noise in the AFC West. Next up, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, losing Tyreek Hill is is obviously big, but I just don't think that it's going to be that big of a problem because there are already enough stars in Kansas City that exist. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Now you're bringing in Ronald Jones to help with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You're bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster. You draft Sky Moore. You bring in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think that wide receiver position is pretty pretty stacked. So Patrick Mahomes is obviously going to miss the speed of Tyreek, but he definitely will not miss the quality of Tyreek Hill. I mean, as the AFC West has only gotten tougher, I think this will be the hardest year since Patrick Mahomes came into the league for the Chiefs. Their defensive front needed some help from last year. They drafted a Purdue defensive end, George Karlaftis. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go over my predictions in just a moment. But yeah, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to have as easy of a time in the division as they have in recent memory. Last in the AFC West are the Oak, not the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Devontae Adams joins the team after spending a his entire career in Green Bay, and he reunites with his old college quarterback, Derek Carr. The two played together at Fresno State. Josh McDaniels hired as the new head coach. I mean, this team has talent everywhere, including special teams. Dylan, Dylan Carson is phenomenal. But the question is, can they execute on game day and win the games that they're supposed to? Now, last year... The Raiders were able to beat teams like the Steelers, the Ravens, the Cowboys, and the Colts. But on the flip side, they were losing to teams like the Bears, the Giants, and the Washington football team. I mean, if those three games were flipped from losses to wins, we would have been looking at a much different division picture and playoff picture last year i mean i i really just the the margin of error in the afc west is so thin between all four teams i i mean i think it's incredibly close to call but my official predictions for the afc west might be a little bit controversial but i have the chargers winning the chiefs coming in second the raiders in third, and the Denver Broncos finishing last. Shifting gears over to the NFC now, starting off in the NFC East with the new Washington Commanders. The name, to me, I mean, it's all right. I don't think that the other choices were necessarily much better anyways. I mean, there's what? Washington, I don't think Washington presidents up there. There's Washington Red Hounds, I think, uh, the one about the airman. But yeah, I mean, t to be honest, Commanders is kind of cool, and I don't think that like the logo design of the other uh, names would have been any better. But anyways, focusing on the team itself, I just this is a pretty bad team. They're the, the front office is really taking a shot here on Carson Wentz. Um, they do have guys like Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin, but other than that, <laughs> the team sucks. The defensive line is pretty decent with Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, and Deron Payne, but 
They, they basically lack depth everywhere else. The secondary has always been thin, and really that's their weakness going forward. And unless they're able to, to find a long-term solution there, I think that their pass defense is going to be exposed time after time. They will have an easier schedule than last year, but I just don't think that they're able to find consistency going forward. And as a result of that, it's not going to be a fun year for Washington fans. Next up are the Cowboys. You know, to all the Cowboys fans out there, it's not your year. Trust me. I mean, I'm tired of these lofty expectations that the organization has. You know, I'm not saying that the team doesn't have the the talent that it takes to make a Super Bowl run. It's just I think that the main problem right now is Mike McCarthy. I mean, the guy made some stupid decisions last year in crucial games and that really ended up costing his team. But um, they did lose Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins, Cedric Wilson Jr. Um, so I don't think that... I, I actually think that this team on paper is not as strong as it was last year. I mean, obviously Dak Prescott still a top 10 quarterback. Uh, CeeDee Lamb will still have his moments. But um, yeah, you know Ezekiel Elliott is a very confusing player now. Um... I really just don't know what to expect from him this year. I think it's going to be like a 1,000 to 1,200-yard season from maybe five, six touchdowns. But, yeah, I don't think we'll see anything too special from him. Uh, the defensive stars like Micah Parsons, Trevon Diggs will, will definitely be defense, but their ceiling really isn't high. I will admit, though, that the NFC playoff race is not very, very competitive. So there isn't... Good shot that they can. Mm, I'd say a playoff run is a stretch, but I think there's a good chance that they could definitely make a wild card game. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts last year has shown that he can take this team to the playoffs. Um, I think that his development will definitely continue into this season, and especially with a new wide receiver in A.J. Brown, I think that he's only going to get better and better. The backfield did have issues, especially uh, staying healthy. I mean, we had guys like Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, both hurt for a lot, a good portion of last season. And um, that, that really left Jalen Hurts exposed in the run game. They really had to utilize himself. But I think that as long as that changes this year, the offense will be more balanced, and hopefully they will be able to win more games. Um, the offensive line is pretty good. The defense has improved. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, unlike a guy like Zach Wilson, um, Mac Jones, I think that he has the highest upside of the 24-year-old and under quarterbacks right now. Um, but, yeah, I think this is probably a playoff caliber team. But, you know, they always have surprise runs. So we'll see what happens this year. Last but not least, the New York Giants. Brian Dabble, the new head coach, the former offensive coordinator from the Bills. Now, the Giants are really bringing him in, and they really hope that they're able to develop Daniel Jones the same way that he developed Josh Allen in Buffalo. But truth be told, Danny Dimes is, I don't want to be mean, but he, he's trash. Um, he, he turns the ball over way too much. And, I mean, watching that offense last year was, it, I mean, it almost made my eyes bleed. They only averaged 15.2 points per game last year. I think that they'll definitely improve this year on the offensive side of things, um, especially with Saquon, hopefully having a full season to work with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they try to strengthen their offensive line to protect Daniel Jones a bit more. And, um, you know, they still have Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, but, yeah, it's pretty grim in New York for both franchises. So my official predictions for the NFC East, winning the division, the Dallas Cowboys, finishing second, the Philadelphia Eagles, and third, the Washington Commanders, and dead last, the New York Giants. Looking up north, we're going to the NFC North, and starting off with the Chicago Bears. Now, Matt Aberfluss is the new head coach. 
He is the former Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator. Um, the offense is still pretty thin overall. I mean, Justin Fields is trying to run the show, but he does lack the wide receiving threats outside of Darnell Mooney. And he's not a wide receiver, but he can catch the ball in David Montgomery. Um, the offense, because of that, they just won't be as productive as they need to be. I think they're just going to be as lackluster as they were last season. And, you know, the defense really had their moments last year. They really shined. And so I think they'll use, you know, Aberfuss's experience and his knowledge to their advantage. But, um, yeah, we'll see how well Justin Fields uh, does this year. I, I think that they'll win more games than they did last season. But they just don't have the talent on the offensive side of the ball to be anywhere near playoff contention. Next up, the Detroit Lions. Now, Jamison Williams drafted out of Alabama. They also, I think they signed DJ Chark. Um, I mean, two wide receivers who will definitely boost the offense. That already has TJ Hawkinson and Amon Ross St. Brown. They had tons of close losses last season, but you know we saw how well Dan Campbell was with his team. I mean, he's a he, he's a wonderful head coach, and I think he's an even better human being. He he really loves his guys. He loves the game of football, and um, I think that this year will be a growing year in their rebuild. Jared Goff is going to have to take more control of games, especially late on, and just make sure he's not making the same mistakes that he did last year and really just capitalize on those red zone opportunities. The defense, however, just has way too many holes that have not been addressed. So because of that, I don't think that they'll be as good as they want to be. Next up, the Green Bay Packers. Now, I'm incredibly intrigued to see this team in action without Devontae Adams. There is belief that Aaron Rodgers still has what it takes to lead this team to a deep playoff run. And he's going to have to do that with Alan Lazard as his number one wide receiver. You got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield. I think that they share their work fairly well, and they are very nice back there, especially with their ability to uh, stay involved in the passing game. The defense is still the best it's been in years. They invested in it this offseason. Um, the, the best part of that is obviously their secondary with Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, and Rasul Douglas. So to answer the question of can Aaron Rodgers maintain the level of greatness in Green Bay that he has in the past decade, I think the answer to that question is yes. We've seen... The Packers play without Devontae Adams in the past few years. I think that the record without him is like 8-1, something like that. So they're perfectly capable of scoring without Devontae Adams. He's obviously the focal point. But without him, it doesn't mean that they won't thrive. Things are changing in Green Bay. But Aaron Rodgers is still going to play like an MVP. And he will lead the Packers to the playoffs. The final team in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings. Kevin O'Connell, the ex-Rams offensive coordinator for one season, was hired as the new head coach. And, yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson are two very, very talented guys on offense. But Kirk Cousins is a pretty bland, pretty average quarterback. So... You know, the defense is balancing itself out a bit better, but the secondary still remains inexperienced. I mean, I remember last season, there was a game or two where they literally had to start like all rookies or all second-year players or all practice squad players in their secondary because they were just so thin on that position. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson is a joy to watch, but Kirk Cousins is just... I just don't think that they complement each other well. I know that they did play well and they did perform well last season together, but 
you know, moving forward, they, they will need to find a long-term solution to pair Justin Jefferson with a younger, faster, more dynamic quarterback. My official predictions for the NFC North, though, winning the division, the Green Bay Packers. In second, the Minnesota Vikings. Finishing third, the Chicago Bears. And in fourth place, the Detroit Lions. Moving forward, we are going to the NFC South, starting off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I mean, Tom Brady to retire and come out of retirement that soon. I mean, that was, I I remember the moment I saw that he was retiring. I mean, everybody went insane. Nobody could believe it, but I mean, he's like, what, 45 now? And the guy just still has this growing fire, this burning ambition to continue to play and try to win another Super Bowl ring. I mean, you just do not see that anywhere else. It's really just Super Bowl or bust. Todd Bowles transitioning from defensive coordinator to the head coach after Bruce Aarons retired. And um, yeah, I think that Tampa Bay defense is among the best of the best. He's done an excellent job with that unit in the past few years. But something that they will have to focus on this season is beating the New Orleans Saints. They've lost seven straight games against them, which is pretty wild to think about. But I'll touch upon this later on, but I think that this division race is going to be much closer than most people expect. So ensuring that you have the head-to-head advantage over the Saints will be crucial later on in the season when playoff implications are of utmost importance. There are still some lingering issues to their offensive starters. They've got guys like Ryan Jensen and Chris Godwin who are who did go through some injury problems last year. So if those do continue on into this season, that could create some challenges. But still, the Bucks should be able to do pretty well with Tom Brady as their quarterback. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Marcus Mariota is the new starter in Atlanta. He's tasked with leading a team that is seeking growth. Um, Desmond Ritter, however, may see some playing time later on in the uh, season if the team is not going where they're supposed to be. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see um, how he adapts to the game. I mean, he's a really exciting player to watch in college. But, yeah, the Falcons should be pretty run heavy i mean with corderell patterson guy who's i'd say talented in many areas and kyle pitts who can really block on the offensive line um that was an area that they did focus a little bit on last year and they did um see some pretty good results but still the team is pretty young and um i just don't think that they're gonna make a lot of noise or any noise whatsoever so you know, just another year in the rebuild, and we'll see where the Falcons go from here. The Carolina Panthers are next, and this quarterback situation is very perplexing. Um, you have Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald, two former first-round picks who are fighting for the starting job. And I'm, I don't remember the last time I checked, but I'm pretty sure Baker is going to win the starting job, or he might have already won it. But... um. Yeah, you know, Christian McCaffrey is really just going to have to stay healthy for the offense's sake. We saw how much they missed him last year, and I I just don't like seeing talented players get hurt so often early on in their careers. And I hope that, you know, this doesn't become a persistent problem because Christian McCaffrey is still one of the best ball carriers in the NFL. Uh, They're really going to need to find consistency on offense and let the special teams and defense do their jobs. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be fun to see if Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are going to have to go head-to-head throughout the middle of the season to start games. Last in the division is the New Orleans Saints. Now, Dennis Allen, new head coach, taking over for the retired Sean Payton. And with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas both now healthy, they should provide a much-needed spark to that offense that was very lackluster last year. Uh, They did bring in Chris Olave from the draft, wide receiver out of Ohio State. 
Uh, they brought in Jarvis Landry, I think, through free agency, and they drafted Trevor Penning out of uh, northern Iowa, so that should also help as well. The defense is easily the most proven and experienced unit, so I think that the success will depend on Jameis Winston. And like I was talking, uh, when I was talking about the Buccaneers, I think that the Saints are going to be very competitive in the division race. I think a lot of people are overlooking them. I know that Jameis Winston had some LASIK surgery, and you know I honestly think that that will help him. Uh, he threw a bunch of interceptions uh, in the past, and I think that that changes this season i think that alvin kamara is is gonna really break out well not break out but reach his peak uh performance wise michael thomas i I don't think that he's going to be as uh productive or as useful as he has in the past but i think that's a much needed uh experienced veteran that you're going to get back on the offensive side of the ball so you know, especially with the defense that they had last year and the fact that they were able to limit teams to only about 20 points a game. Um, you know, as long as Jameis Winston is feeling himself and they get in a groove, the Saints offense can compete with the Buccaneers for a division title. But with all of that being said, my official predictions, first place winning the division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In second, the New Orleans Saints. In third, the Carolina Panthers. And in last place, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the final division in the NFL, the NFC West. Now, this used to be the most stacked, most competitive division in football, but not anymore. First of all, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, The team around Trey Lance right now is already stellar enough. You got George Kittle, D.O. Samuel, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and other guys. Um, but the question is, can Trey Young handle the pressure and lead the offense? You know, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo struggle last year, and I think that Trey Lance is primed to leave a lasting impression this season. I think that he's talented enough. I think that he's got the guys around him to be able to do that. And I think that the defense is so elite that it's really just going to be up to the offense if they want to win this division. And, at, you know, if we're being completely honest, I think that the division is pretty wide open, much more wide open than people think. I don't think that the Rams are going to be as unstoppable as they were last season. And you know, we saw the Niners were very, very competitive against them down the stretch, but we'll go over that in a sec. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh... <laughs> The offense was not as effective as it would have been with uh, DeAndre Hopkins last year. And, you know, to make matters worse, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for, I think, it's the first six games of the new season. So, you know, that's really just going to hurt the team. But, um, like I said earlier, Hollywood Brown is now the new starting wide receiver one after being traded from Baltimore. Um, they still have James Conner, Zach Ertz, and A.J. Green will have to, will have to make things work. But I just... I'm just not that high on Kyler Murray this year. They have a tougher schedule compared to last season, and their offense just wasn't clicking um, at the end of last season. And I went to their wildcard game uh, against the Rams, and I I just remember I just could not believe what I was watching because they were just struggling. I mean, there was that one play where they were, I think they were backed up inside their own 10-yard line, and... The pressure got to Kyler, and instead of just taking the safety, he he just threw the ball like straight up into the air or something like that, and it was a pick six from like five, six yards out. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray's a fun player to watch, and he's definitely very athletic, especially when it comes to running the ball. But, um, you know, like I said, the tough schedule is, I think it's going to be the biggest factor in terms of seeing this team reach the level that of achievement that it should be at but um yeah um i don't know i just don't think that the offensive weapons are as deadly as they should be in this division and like i said without deandre hopkins it makes life much much harder in the desert next up the super bowl champs the los angeles rams uh first and foremost i just do not think that they're going to repeat as super bowl champs um you know, the team is is incredible. 
It really is. And most of their starters from last year are returning this year. Uh, they brought in Allen Robinson to replace Odell Beckham Jr. They also brought in former division rival Bobby Wagner to fortify that linebacker group. Um, like I said, they, they have superstars everywhere. I mean, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. But I don't know. I have a gut feeling in me that they just... I do think that they're still going to be incredible, but I don't think that they'll have what it takes to win another Super Bowl. It's kind of a weird, undescribable feeling, but maybe I'm kind of a Rams hater. But um, yeah, I mean, last year's run, I, I won't say as a fluke, but uh, they, they did get pretty lucky. I think most people or not most people but some people can't agree to that i mean especially in that uh was a divisional game against the buccaneers but anyways last but not least the seattle seahawks now Pete carroll is gonna have a hard time with geno smith as a starting qb and i think qb2 on the depth chart is drew lock so it does not get any better and ah uh, it's i feel bad for the seattle fans especially seeing russell wilson um, for, for years and years, and now he's gone, and he basically leaves the team with essentially nothing but DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, it was, I think it was, yeah, Chris Carson retired in the offseason due to, I think it was, what, concussion problems, something like that. So, yeah, Rashad Penny is the new running back one. Um, they brought in uh, Noah Fant from the Broncos. He's the new starting tight end. And, yeah, DK... Tyler Lockett, Rashad Penny, Noah Fant. Those are the main weapons. And um, I just don't trust Geno Smith or even Drew Locke for that matter. So, you know, the, the defensive line can be threatening. The defense is okay. But Geno Smith going up against Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, and Trey Lance, I just, it, it's going to be very, very shocking to me if they're going to be able to win any divisional games at all i'm not saying that they won't but i just think that division this division is probably the second most competitive division in the nfl and i think that with how last season turned out the other three teams aren't going to be messing around i don't think that they're going to make the same mistakes that they made down the stretch and as a result the seahawks are going to suffer but my final predictions for the NFC West, winning the division, the Los Angeles Rams, finishing second, San Francisco 49ers, and third, the Arizona Cardinals, and in last place, the Seattle Seahawks. So that is it for the breakdowns, but moving on to the predictions, the, the bit of a fun part. So I'm going to start off with comeback player of the year. And I think that this award is going to go to Christian McCaffrey. Now, like I said, he battled through injury last year, and he really wasn't able to to reach um, new heights. And he is going to be huge for the Carolina offense, especially when you have some uncertainty at quarterback. So I think he can easily easily surpass you know like ten touchdowns and two thousand yards. So he should have a very bright season and you know i hope that he stays healthy and everything goes well for him uh, moving on to defensive rookie of the year um this one was a little bit tough but i i ended up on trayvon walker you know he's clearly the a starter on that defensive line in jacksonville and i think he's just going to get a lot of opportunities to make big plays uh get tackles for losses and hopefully rack up the sacks um there's really no one else that i could see challenging him besides you know maybe Derek stingley but yeah i just think trayvon walker is the most nfl ready guy right now and i think he's really going to show that this season offensive rookie of the year this one might be a little of a surprise but i'm going with damian pierce i think it might be a bit of a dark horse pick but let me explain why I like them. So first of all, you can go with your main guys. Like, I don't even know who else I would pick. I mean, 
not really Chris Olave, not really Garrett Wilson or any guys like that. But first of all, Damian Pierce is relatively unknown. Um, this guy was drafted by the Texans, I think, like I said, out of Florida. And as of right now, he is fighting for that starting role. And when the uh, week one lineups come out, I definitely do think that he will be the starting running back for the Houston Texans. And because Davis Mills is going to have some difficult matchups this season, I think that with a young team that is just trying to gain experience, I think that they're going to hand the ball off to him a lot. And I think that he's going to be able to put up some big numbers, especially because there really is no star on that team. And he knows that he has the opportunity to to, to put some attention on, on himself. And this is a great, great chance for him because he plays for such a bad team that doesn't have any star power on offense. So I think he is going to take advantage of his moments and win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, um, I, I'm picking Aaron Donald. I mean, it's relatively simple. The guys, just no matter how many guys you, you put on him, you could double team him, triple team him, he's still going to have the big plays that everybody's talking about. I mean, the sacks are relentless. The pressure is relentless. Everything he does is just so poised and pragmatic. But, you know, there's obviously the issue with his um, retirement consideration. I mean, I think he was considering that last year, but hopefully he focuses on football completely, 100%. And, yeah, just I think that he's going to have another great year on that Rams defense. Offensive player of the year, I'm going with Justin Jefferson. I know he won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, but, or wait, no, Jamar Chase won last year, I think. I can't even remember, but, yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I would pick Jamar Chase because he is with Joe Burrow, but I think Justin Jefferson is basically, well, he does have Dalvin Cook, but he's kind of a one-man band um, in the passing game. But we, we saw the numbers he put up last year, and I think about, this year, probably about 75-80% of the red zone targets will go to him. So I think he's going to get lots of chances in the end zone, lots of chances to score touchdowns, and put points on the board for the Vikings. So I'm I'm picking Justin Jefferson, but I, I think it's, it, it could be Jamar Chase as well. And the last award, most valuable player, I'm going with Justin Herbert. I mean, the, the, the kid is remarkable. I could pick Josh Allen here. But I think that with the Bills having already gone to the playoffs, I mean, most people are kind of expecting him to just continuously replicate that year after year. And I think Justin Herbert, this is going to be his, what, third year in the league now? And, um, yeah, he is yet to make the playoffs with the Chargers. But the team is only getting better. They're surrounding him with talent. He's got the guys around him to make it work. Um, we saw that last year. Just unfortunately came up short in the final game of the season. But, um yeah, he is one to watch, and he could easily be regarded as a top three quarterback in the league right now alongside Josh Allen and probably Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, I mean, I think he is going to be phenomenal all season long and lead the Chargers to the postseason. Not only that, but a deep playoff run. So, going off of that, my prediction for the Super Bowl uh, in Arizona for the 2022 season my first prediction the los angeles chargers will defeat the los angeles rams now in the afc the playoff teams are probably going to be the bills bengals ravens colts how many is that four uh the chargers the chiefs and how many is that the bills bengals ravens Colts, Titans, Chargers, and Chiefs. And we, we saw the Chargers play some tough, tough teams last year. And they beat, I mean, they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead in like week three of this season. If they're able to do that, they can realistically beat any team in the AFC, no matter if it's at home or on the road. And in regards to the Rams in the NFC, um, the NFC is pretty thin. If, you know, with all due respect, I mean, the NFC East is is pretty gross uh the only real teams there are the cowboys and the eagles i think both of them can make the playoffs um in the nfc north it's clearly 
basically the Packers and possibly the Vikings, but I just don't think that they'll have enough to make that final push. I got the Bucks in the NFC South, and I actually think the Saints will make the playoffs. And in the NFC West, I have the Niners and the Rams. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the Rams are definitely going to be determined to repeat as champs. I think they could take basically everybody down in the NFC, but I don't think that they'll have what it takes to conquer Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who will be electrified to win a Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. That is it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Glue to the Game, and don't forget to follow us on Spotify at Glue to the Game as well. And make sure to turn on your notifications so you stay up to date on the latest episodes. But thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.